Hey, New Orleans Pelicans fans, welcome back to the Protect the Nest podcast. You know, the podcast is 82% Pelicans, 100% New Orleans. We're coming to you from right here in Mid-City. Getting ready on this Monday for the Pelicans' regular season home opener this Wednesday, the 20th, against the Philadelphia 76ers, who look like they're just going to be kind of kind of in a mess with Ben Simmons. You know, he's at practice, but he ain't putting his hand in the huddle, uh, reportedly. He ain't staying around to shoot after practice, which, I mean, hey, that's not the first time he's passed up a chance to get a shot up, right? Back in the playoffs, that's how this whole drama started. But we're going to leave that alone. We'll look forward to that game later. Hope y'all doing well again on this Monday. we got a lot of talk about going into Wednesday. We might have to break this up into a few podcasts. Look, first I want to touch on the Pelicans and their open practice they had Saturday out in Thibodeau, Nickel State. I think that really brought some perspective to this team going into it. It's another different style of a bonding moment. It's it, it, Look, the bus ride there was more intense than the practice. Let's be honest. I mean, this is just kind of an exhibition to show off what they could do. Have a scrimmage. Let the Pelicans rookies go out, dress up in their costumes, do the singing like Nikhil and them did back in the day. And, you know, just, just see see a different side of the city, you know. That's an hour outside. Some of them players would have never went to Thibodeau unless it was for this practice. I mean, hey, but Josh Hart will go out to Destrehan to eat. I've seen that. Check out his Instagram. I don't want to shout him out because we got some other stuff coming up later with a different restaurant. But, hey, look, new the new new head coach, Willie Green, he he played here five years after Katrina. But Garrett Temple, he, he, Temple lived this as, you know, a Baton Rouge native. He was just starting his LSU career. And through the lens of those life experiences, Green and Temple knew, despite all of the threatens of, you know, Zion Williamson's broken foot, the Pelicans avoided the worst of the storms this offseason. I mean, Brandon Ingram's still here. Josh Hart's still here. We still got that core that we traded for with AD. We used all them draft picks well. Again, we cannot discredit David Griffin in this front office draft picks. Herb Jones was throwing out some crazy passes. Trey Murphy's just looking like, I got to be honest with you, if our our next 10 years is more Trey Murphy and Brandon Ingram instead of the next, say, five years of just Zion and Ingram and maybe Trey Murphy's involved in a trade in three years, I don't know. I I think I would rather have Ingram and Trey Murphy here long term. If that was one of the trade-offs and one of the future, you know, you got to pick one or the other, it'd be a tough choice. I'd need a drink. I'd definitely need a drink. But... Staying on track, looking at the practice, you know, they. It, I don't think the hype was there as much this season for the open practice. There's been, again, a lot of criticism on the front office. Zion was hurt. So just the fact that it wasn't Zion's first introduction, uh, I don't think you were going to have the hype there. So opening up the Smoothie King Center uh, might not have ever been in the plans. I don't know that for sure. But once the hurricane come through, Hurricane Ida did what it did. Looking for a site like this that can really help a community really become the focus, and you gotta love to see what they see how they pulled it off. Uh, and again, seeing it, that bus ride, it, it helped put a lot of things in perspective for this team who's went through a lot. They were in Nashville for the voluntary training camp, somewhat because you know the Pelicans facility here didn't have power. 
And a lot of these young players, this is a young roster. Again, Willie Green and Garrett Temple being who they are and how they've seen the, the previous hurricane, Hurricane Katrina, they come through. He saw that emotion and the effect that this scene was having on his new teammates. And, I mean, he, he said after practice that he saw Brandon Ingram looking at it a couple of times and he just looked at him shaking his head and B.I. was just like, damn, this is tough. Like, this is tough. And, you know, T- Temple said in New Orleans and Baton Rouge, maybe you don't notice the outskirts as much. The smaller towns really get devastated. They don't have as much protection. I mean, just in the way of buildings cutting up some of the wind. Uh, some of the community, you know, just there's a lot of ways that that the storms are looked at, you know, I guess different. Whether you're in the bigger cities, the rural areas, uh, up north, if it comes sweeping through. A lot of people forget about what Rita did to even Alexandria, Natchitoches Parish, Sabine Parish, DeSoto Parish. They forget a little bit about that. And hell, look at Lake Charles. It, it feels like Lake Charles gets forgotten about every year. And, and I'm sorry that's the case. But yeah, these smaller towns, they really get devastated. But, you know, Temple, he's hardened by the storms. He's touched by seeing the toll. He, he understands how it devastates these areas. And even after a month past this hurricane, the devastation you can still see and how that, that really goes a long way to uh, this roster being grateful for what they have, being a part of the reason they they donate even more. Trey Murphy, again, can't speak highly enough of him. He's, he's starting to do stuff uh, like Media Day when you heard David Griffin talk about Lonzo and B.I. do stuff as far as charity and foundation work and like Lonzo not to hate on him as far as being a player but as a person he went in a Burlington Coat Factory and just said hey everybody in here is on me like it all the layaway is on me and that stuff goes underreported Trey Murphy's doing a lot of stuff that you're listening to this podcast there's only like 150 of you I'm not gonna lie I, I haven't really tried to promote this podcast I wish I'd try and grow it more but in the same way, I'm just doing this for the love of the game. Trey Murphy's doing that kind of stuff that you won't hear about just because that's kind of the person who he is. That's how he was raised. I mean, he did that stuff with Team Rubicon and Raising Canes. Gave out free meals at home just weeks after the storm. Now he's donating a little bit more money. He's helping in all kind of ways. And it's really going to bring this team together, I think. You're going to see a lot of leadership from this young group, especially from, again, Trey Murphy, uh, Nikhil is taking a like his leadership role and his confidence and his vocal just assertiveness has changed so much from actually getting to interact with him in the locker room his first season uh, to to now just seeing how he interacts with everyone else it it really he reminds me of a young uncle E Etwan Moore the way he's starting to carry himself through the locker room through the hallways respecting his game respecting his 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 you know his his skill set play into his game, but also just taking pride in his craft and his profession and really, really like a button up businessman about it. And I think that's a big reason you're going to see a, a him blow up on the court is the way he's approaching everything else off the court. It's really going to translate. I think this trip is going to translate for this team on open at night and they're just going to, I don't know if they're going to blow out the 76ers, but I really think that Kind of like remember the Titans when they went into that field and the leaders that come out of it. I think this trip, they're really going to be still, it's going to be fresh in their mind. They're going to be like, we're, we're really playing for a region. We're, we really are playing for the New Orleans and the city that's on our chest. 
and that's that's really going to come into play, especially these first ten games. Without, I don't know if we're going to be without Zion the first ten games or not, but until we hear back from the team, we get some more scans. We have to just assume we're still just going to. It's going to. I, I I mean I don't know. I'm like everybody else right now. I don't know. We're going to be in a holding pattern. So we got to at least approach these first few games like he won't be there. But I think this team's going to come together and bond in a way that they're really going to grow and there won't be that lull, that 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 waywardness, and maybe even that kind of give up on the coach type stuff that we saw at the end of the last season. That, that Really, they were just seeing out the string. We won't see that. There's going to be a lot more energy and passion from this team. We've seen a lot of that from Willie Green's coaching staff since Las Vegas. It's going to translate. This team's been cheering for each other so much during the preseason. I mean, you, you just love to see it. Everybody's noticed it. And, again, it's one of them things that's going to translate to winning basketball. Criticize him as you may. David Griffin might have actually built that sustainable success, that sustainable championship culture, that winning pride in this young core. He's going to keep it together. He's picked up the options for all the young guys that he could, that he's drafted. He's kept them here in town, and they're going to stay here. They're going to really grow here. But there is a big question about where they're going to play and what they're going to wear when they're playing. Because if you hadn't heard, the Utah Jazz are rebranding, but they're not giving up the name Jazz. A lot of people are saying they'll be black, white, and yellow, which really doesn't make sense. I don't think about Jazz or Utah when you throw black, white, and yellow together. But either way, looking at the Pelicans, I don't think you'll see a major rebranding until the lease deal or the stadium deal is completed. And you know the team will be here a little bit more longer term. Uh, I mean, they're going to come out with some new jerseys this year. It's going to be throwbacks like a, a retro city edition, a pride celebratory type thing. And for like city pride editions, I really think you could bring back some of those. Like the old statement jerseys or the earned jerseys and just make up the different colors, blue, red. You just mix it up a little bit. I like the old Christmas jerseys that was just white. Adidas made them with the blue script across it. They could play with that a little bit. They're going to have to do something, you know, to sell a little bit more merchandise because everybody that wanted a jersey has already bought one of these jerseys already. They're begging for something more. The Mardi Gras things with the sleeves was ridiculous, even though I've got one that's got Anthony Davis on it. That's never coming out of the trunk again. I might have to give that away to Goodwill or somebody. But I'm really thinking in the next year or two, you'll see at least two more new jerseys. I know you'll get the new one this year. Probably get a new one next year, if not two new ones next year, just the way it's been turning over. Hopefully the the lease deal's done. They had some stuff being rolled out for the 75th anniversary this year, along with some stuff that was postponed because of the pandemic. And these jerseys are planned out 18, 24 months in advance as it is. Once you look at the rest of the supply line and how it's been affected by COVID, there's no telling what got put on the back burner, what may be coming forward. And depending on how this team does, eh, there may be maybe reason to give them an extra jersey. There'll definitely be a rebrand if they get that new stadium built and they move away from the Smoothie King Center, you know, whenever that may happen. Hopefully Gail Benson's here for no more decade like Sean Payton was talking about. She's going to outlive us all. But eventually... The Pelicans will be sold. The Saints will be sold. These are the facts of life. That's not saying anything negative on anybody. 
But if that new stadium comes, you're going to have to see a, definitely a new floor design. You'll definitely see that. You'll see a new court. You'll see a whole new setup, some of the signage and whatnot. I think some of the signage and more making it more of their home will be one of the things tops of the list, especially when they're dealing with the state and getting this built. But you'll also see a new set of jerseys, new rebranding, and all that. You won't see new colors and a new name, but that 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 I don't see. Like Gail Benson's just got her fingerprints all over the Pelicans branding as it is. So hopefully that's here to stay for us and we can make it ours the same way Utah is trying to make the Jazz theirs. But hey, while I got you here and we're already 10 minutes in, let me tell you something. If you're an NFL fan, NBA fan, you're hungry for a big win this week, go to DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL, and they got you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL game to win, and if they do, they get $200 in free bets. Doesn't matter what the line is, win or win a chicken dinner, it's that simple. $5, your team win, bang, $200 in free bets. Everybody can play for huge cash prizes, even if the sports book isn't available in your state yet. They DraftKings just ain't ever going to leave you empty-handed. You can even get in the daily fantasy sports contest. And for new customers, they got these free shots at a millions of dollars in total prizes with your first deposit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Got them bars, so go get the official sports betting partner of the NFL. That app for the DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. Only once per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. If you got a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, look, I don't know why they keep doing the states like that. I got to just do what I can just to get the paid. You know what I'm saying. But eventually, we're going to have the sports books here open in Louisiana. They've already got one. Joe Horn made his first bet up in Marksville. We hoping it opens up right here in New Orleans. If you want to drive right down the interstate, head east for about an hour. My betting strategy for the Pelicans this season is if they're the underdog, I'm taking the points. I think they'll make it. They'll cover and if they are somehow favored in the game, they're only going to be favored in like 30 games this season. I hope y'all ready for that, it, barring injuries. I'm just going to pick them to win the money line. It might be a little bit smaller payout, but it's also a little less risk. Uh, maybe that math doesn't add up as far as gambling, but hell, that's how the casinos stay open, baby. You know I got to get mine. You got to go get yours, so go get that at DraftKings if you can. If not, hang in there. We're going to be betting on the Pelicans all season long. We're going to do some giveaways. Even go check out Music Movies and Hoops. We're always doing giveaways there. It's musicmoviesandhoops.com. But to start out this week, let's look at the schedule. We're looking at our first 11 games, seven on the road, only four at home. Oh, man, that's terrible. But if you stretch that out, we come home to a three-game home trip. So it really seven out of the first 14 games. Home and away, even split, very manageable schedule. Hopefully Zion's back, especially for those last four. Hopefully he's, you know, back sooner than that, obviously. But I'm trying not to get my hopes up. So let's break down the first four games. Looking at Philadelphia, then we go 
uh, to Chicago and help Lonzo open up his stadium and give him a little, hopefully, rude awakening. Then we go to Minnesota and knock out both road games to Minnesota early where both teams will be getting into it. And, you know, it'll still be early in the season, knocking some rust off, filling things out. This team will be, hopefully the rookies get used to it and it won't be so damn cold as opposed to, say, a February trip to the All-Star game in Cleveland, which is where it's at this year. Yeah, that's more fun. It's the All-Star game. It's the All-Star weekend. But these are cold road trips. You want to avoid that. I know last year we got off to Toronto. That was the first game or two years ago. And they knocked that out before it got too cold. I know Will Guillory liked that because the Christmas Day game, when I was talking to him at pickup, that was when it was in Christmas. That's a different kind of cold. The Windy City in Minnesota, we get them all knocked out early. Building the starting five for those games, we know for a fact B.I.'s in the starting lineup. We also probably know, 99% sure, Jonas Valanciunas will be in the starting lineup. Devontae Graham was brought in to be in the starting lineup or run the six-man role. We don't know where he's going to be, so that's our first question mark. The only reason I'd say he shouldn't be a question mark is the only person that can start in, besides Graham is Nikhil. I think to start, they'll have Nikhil, Graham, B.I., Jonas Valanciunas. Those four will all be in the starting lineup just so that we pack a punch. We've got the length. Nikhil has really grown a little bit. He put put on some muscle. So is B.I. Jonas is just, he was the second best player on a playoff team last year. He's one of the best bigs we've ever had in the city, and we've just got to go with that. That's what we brought him in for. That's why we replaced Adams with something that's a better fit. We've got to get him used to playing starter minutes with everybody else so he's even ready when Zion comes in, even though the offense will change a little bit. So here's your biggest question when it comes to, you know, concerning this roster, because where are you going to play B.I.? The two, the three, or the four? I think if you put him at the three, you got Graham, Nikhil, B.I. They're going to be sharing ball handling duties, playmaking duties. Everything would work out fine. But then at the four, you're going to be a little undersized because most people might throw in, like, say, a Josh Hart there. Herb Jones isn't ready. Najee Marshall a little bit too undersized, I think. So do you bump Ingram up to the four? Let him play that point forward like a KD that can go from the two to the four. Let him run that high post, just holding it there. Even like a Carmelo, maybe. Ingram will have the size to back down most of the guys that get switched on him, no matter where he starts. So it's really going to come down to how they use him, how they want to switch this team on defense. The offense is going to run through him, Nikhil, and whoever else they put out there as the points. You could run Graham or Nikhil at the one, Ingram at the two, Trey Murphy at the three, but you still got your same question at the four. However, that does put Josh Hart back in the position of trying to defend somebody that's a foot taller than him, has 100 pounds on him. And if you're trying to showcase Josh Hart, a guard, in the trade market, you can't have him getting overwhelmed too often. You're really going to have to start putting him in places where he can succeed. And maybe if he really starts blossoming into a player in that role, you don't trade him. You really find you something that's because he's going to outplay the value of that contract. A lot of people don't think he will. It's just there for a placeholder for a trade. I can see where that happens, but you still have to put him in position to succeed. Yes, it keeps Trey Murphy on the bench, but that also keeps him with the reserve unit where he can really shine shooting the ball like he's been doing, really kind of growing to his own. You keep that reserve unit with a score because I really think Trey Murphy can grow into a Brandon Ingram light. And, and again, three, four years from now, those two running the wings, 
it's going to be almost unstoppable. It's possible you could see Jackson Hayes at the four, the way they say that he was shooting the lights out the ball. Throw Ingram at the two, Trey Murphy at the three, letting the kill or Graham run the one. And you, you're you going to see these lineups staggered throughout the season either way. Just the starting lineup is going to be such a talking point going into this regular season that, that well, again, one, it's not going to be as big a deal as people make it out to be because Zion's coming back. He'll be in the uh, rotation. He'll be at the four. Jackson Hayes will definitely bump down to the, the rotation and the reserves. But you'll still be looking at Najee, who's 6'7", Josh, who's 6'5", Trey Murphy's getting the – I mean, come on. You're going to have a lot of length and a lot of range, 6'5 to 6'9 guys, to, to sit out there and mix and match. So the starting lineup, while people are going to bother over it, I don't think it's going to be that crazy. The finishing lineup will matter more, and that will matter more on who we're playing that night. But, guys, I'm about to wrap it up for the night. We're 20 minutes in. The neighbor's starting to run some power tools. Don't know if y'all are picking that up. It's been a fun one talking to you, trying to build out this season. It's a lot of talking points kind of scattered here and there. But going from that open practice and seeing where this team was at, seeing and hearing, especially going back and rewatching the interviews and seeing that the, this team took it personally. They saw the, the, the hardship that their Pelican fans and the community is going through. And they're going to play for them for that. So I'm excited to watch this Pelicans team play for the city. They're going to play for you, the Pels 12. Hope you all enjoy this podcast. Protect the nest. Thanks all to everyone for listening, tuning in. Throw us a five-star review. Head to DraftKings. Head to Ancor. Get you some pizza. Tell it. Protect the nest. Since you dots and holla. This ain't no trick. I'll see you next time with a little bit more of a podcast treat later on in the week. Happy Halloween, guys. I hope we're all looking forward to watching this team be downright scary and lead into the playoffs.